Foster and Friends is a show where I have peer-to-peer conversations from entrepreneurs and creators to corporate soldiers and humble leaders. I believe there is often a lot to learn and laugh about when listening to stories of others. Please join me in honoring their lives, sharing their stories, and gaining a new perspective. All information discussed during this episode is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be viewed as investment advice or as a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities. Foster and Friends is not a registered investment advisor and is separate from Brent Foster Services offered under Northbound Wealth Management, LLC. Yes. <laughs> is this episode going to be explicit? Uh, no, it will not be explicit unless we get explicit. <laughs> <laughs> and the CDC will remove it for commenting on vaccines. <laughs> They will? No, oh, my kidding. gosh. I hadn't read that yet. That would be freaking amazing. They might asterisk it, though. Oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, let's see here. Solar recording. I think we're up and running here. Looks like we're good. I got to make sure. All right. So, awesome. We are here. This is Foster and Friends with your host, Brent Foster. We are here. I am here with Matt Zappazzotti. Greetings. Greetings compadre that's right yeah, amigo I, amigo <laughs> vamanos let's get this thing on the road so uh, matt and i have been friends for oh i don't know uh five years or so and i think i started i i started uh i i actually attend got to know you through our wives um back in like i don't know 2000 what 16 or so i think that's about the time frame <clears throat> but I'm glad that you're able to join me here on the show. Um, this interview is going to be very interesting and very dynamic. Um, there's a lot of subject matter that you and I like to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had many conversations about a lot of things, uh, spiritual, mental, relational, uh, the and, and all of that type of stuff. So over the years, it's been a fascinating, uh, growing relationship. And uh, I'm just excited that you're here. So thank you for being here on the show. Well, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited. Okay. So let's dive in. I got some questions for you um, that are just random, kind of shotgunny. One of them is, do you buy crypto? Do you Mm. own crypto? No. No. Why? I don't know. You don't know? I don't buy a lot of things. Okay. So maybe it's not specifically crypto. Hmm. So like, do you think that, you know, well, actually, let me ask you this question what do you think about the space race mm. space i actually when when uh our previous president announced we have a space force i actually thought it was a joke <laughs> and they have a sweet logo but it looks like star trek and and i really thought it was a joke and then yeah. they're like no like we actually have a yeah an admiral general whatever he's called and 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 there we go so captain I'm, spock yeah i'm down uh go space it was the giant economic boom in the 70s 60s yeah um so whatever if i could get on a ship and be f- gravity free for an hour and see the stars i sure let's go right i don't know yeah why not so like how do you think like do you think we're going to colonize the moon mm, no no there's no cheese there what about mars uh i think <clears throat> we'll go i think we'll actually see it in our lifetime i think we'll have some dudes land there and die i mean true i I don't mean it well yeah you can't live very long on mars based on what they might come back okay i don't know yeah 
I'm down with space stuff. I love uh, we. We're, yeah, I got like little kids, and yeah. they are all about Star Wars. And they're like, Dad, <laughs> like, how do they get from one planet to the next? I'm like, Dude, <clears throat> it's like space travel, like light speed, duh. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, and they like think like <laughs> they buy it's it. like real. <laughs> they I'm buy like, it. Well, light speed is real. We yeah. just don't know it yet. So I love to follow up this question. We start out with crypto, then we talk about space, and I'm like, Well, how do you think we're gonna pay for it? Mm. So like, let's say we base up on the moon, and that's the whole plan is to base up on the moon. There's natural resources on the moon. Also, there's no atmospheric pressure. So think, it's a lot lighter to launch mm. rockets from the moon to say Mars or to other places. Cause you don't have to like, it's kind of like, you know, a pilot truck stop. You're just stopping along the way on your way to the next planet. And so um, I don't think you're gonna pay for that using USD. Like the, the greenback isn't gonna be it. It's gonna be Bitcoin. You know, there's or Bitcoin it, in the moon. I think we're mining. Oh, are we mining Bitcoin the in, in the moon? Yeah, oh, that's okay. part. So, and I think it gets like negative 60 at night <laughs> or when the sun's not on it. And then yeah. it gets like plus 180. I don't know. Something like that. So it's going to be a little challenging to get the mining trucks up there. But right. Uh, well, I'm down. I'm down too. Do, do right. I, uh, you're not going to give me financial advice, but no. maybe I need to go look into some Bitcoin. Maybe so. But maybe not. Maybe not because I don't give advice. <laughs> Although, you know, I, I've dabbled in it a little bit to, to just buy stuff to who knows. I mean, everybody wants to be on the front line. They do. And yeah. the fact is there's going to be losers. We have I, right. hundreds. I don't know if that's, we have a there's, lot more than one. There's millions of crypto. Like people, I could create a crypto. So, so you have a lot of losers right. and going to be some winners. Yeah. Foster so, and friends crypto. Want, want to start one? Let's do it. Well, Zap. We'll just call it Zap Crypto. Only if we can mine at the moon. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works, but. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it. We'll just check it out. Anyway, let's get on with this. So uh, shotgun questions. Are you vax or anti-vax or no comment? Um, I have been vaccinated from a lot of diseases. I went, yeah. to, I went to Africa. Mm -hmm. They give you a lot of shots to make sure you can't even get in the country <laughs> unless you have, I don't know, 12 different vaccines. Yeah. And uh, and that's good. So like measles, mumps, rubella. Yeah. And then like yellow fever. Yeah. Yellow fever, black plague, the bubonic I plague. One. I hope I didn't get that. I don't one. even know what I'm saying, but. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of scary things out there. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I'm vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. So we're good. Good. I'm. I'm coughing, but you know, I'm not, I don't have COVID. So. You had, you had uh, a little experience with that. I remember. I did. Yeah. Last year at this time I was on my, I felt like on my deathbed. So I, I, I saw you, it. it was bad. I saw you in the front yard. I thought you were going to collapse and then I'd have to call your <laughs> wife to drag you in. Cause I wasn't going to, but yeah. you made it. I made it. I made it back. You know, I just brought you the, books and the, something to keep you occupied that's right that pulse ox it was helpful to see that i was above 90 uh, so i was happy about that yeah resting you know heart rate at like 160 is not good no no that's not good um so thankfully i survived and i'm here today it's been amazing um what color do you like red blue or neither orange orange always interesting orange is interesting i like you know my favorite color is black like my daughter's but Purple is always a good one. It's the royal color of the gods. So hmm. I say gods, but Thor really there. Yeah, a little Thor action. Okay. Yeah. Cause we'll talk about ethos a little later. Um, is Jesus liar, lunatic, or Lord? 
Uh, Lord. Cool. Gotta be. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about your background. Mm. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Did you play sports? Did you not play sports? I'm like a misplaced Midwesterner, which I guess is exactly where Midwesterners come from. My family's uh, out East Coast. Yep. So born in Baltimore. Yep. Uh, my mom's family's from there. My dad's from Pennsylvania and uh, wow. nice. love the East Coast. Cool. Um, then we moved down to Texas. And, Texas. Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. When I was a little kid. So I grew up in Houston suburb though not ranch hand cowboy that's right oh um but really you know it's houston's amazing but it It is is, it is the hottest place in that you want to live ever uh i know i know there's some other places hotter than hades you really it's it's hot so i got out of there and came up to college to play baseball in the midwest and uh and that was wonderful that was a great connection and i've been here ever since yeah um met my wife here mm. uh our emily. wives know each other I, yes yes and um emily is her name she's wonderful and we have uh four little kids um two boys two girls and they are amazing yeah i often wake up and think how do we have four kids been married <laughs> this long it's like a whole whole nother universe goes on in the house <laughs> so uh one one Pure is chaos yeah, one's yeah, just like me, chaos. and yeah. so uh-huh. it's like a mini me running around. <laughs> uh-huh. um, the girls, uh, I think my baby pictures actually look more like the, uh, the, the yeah the yeah. girl than yeah. uh, Emily, but you know it's all good. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, they they're amazing. Uh, I played sports in college. That's what brought me here. I was always a baseball dude. Yeah, I know we have that bond. Um, we do. I actually, ironically, just played my first adult indoor soccer league last night game yeah how was that uh i got destroyed i was goalie i just got beat up oh my god it was fun yeah but, um I, I at least you weren't one of the dudes running back and forth i mean that's the one benefit yeah. of being a goalie yeah and baseball's just you know so chill it is very chill uh, i mean football and soccer are wonderful sports they are but you're They're- doing a lot of effort for <laughs> not a lot of points and and baseball it's like we know we're not going to score 30 points yeah and so we're just gonna act like that yeah i'm gonna try to hit a bomb or steal a base once in a while but you know it is it's more my style yeah so i yeah i've always played baseball um growing up i i hung it up you know after college right same here yeah it's the fastest slowest game on the planet yeah there is a million things going on there are a million things going on all at one time but then you can have a picnic and a hot dog and pick some flowers and Eat bar- I just, yeah. yeah, you can just totally chill out. I mean, talk to the fans. Yeah. Back in the old days, guys were smoking cigarettes and drinking beer in the dugout and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's like way old day stuff. They don't do that. It's kind of unique sport. Yeah. Sunflower seeds. I mean, yeah, it's very, it, it, we have that bond and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a, it's a great sport. So, so I studied yeah. baseball, but I had to get a degree. Uh huh. And that was in, uh, that was in business. That wasn't, that was not in beer. That was in business. No drinking at my school. Oh, Oh, you should know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, we we were no at the I don't time. Know what that's like at the time. It was no rated R movies, <laughs> no alcohol, uh, no staying out after midnight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was and, a little strict. Yeah. And my wife went to the same school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's good. Good school. It's up in. It's, it's up, it is a good up school. by South Bend. It's yeah. called Bethel. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all all it is good. Said and done. Yeah. The baseball 
it's it's tough to play baseball in the cold uh but great experience lifelong friends met my wife there um uh, my best friends are, are still from bethel so a lot of good things happen in mm. an environment like that yeah um got to you know you're 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 constantly find out who you are in as you grow up and, and i still am of course but um the, the, even though those things were strict and a little awkward at times mm -hmm. it lets you kind of have some boundaries yeah and ironically we talk about it in a little bit i'm i'm in a ministry uh now that's helping grown men right and we give them boundaries <coughs> and ironically that's hmm. actually what they're desiring so yeah yeah we we'll, can get we'll, into that yeah we'll get bit. into that so when you say a uh, business degree uh obviously you use it because i'm having you here about entrepreneurship business and a lot of other things but you're obviously applying that in this new this organization that you have kind of grown into right or, mm. or have come into yeah and so why don't you tell us about fight club yeah what yeah. is fight club i i know one rule and that is we don't talk about fight club so says the movie that's the movie version yeah this is like real life version so um we're not going to tell all the secrets of what fight club is yeah we can't tell we the can't secrets. we can't talk all the tell all the secrets but i want you to share with me how do you go from college mm -hmm. life after college married family stuff like where did fight club happen for you i know there are other people involved in that but how, where does fight club originate from if you could kind of share a little more about like what is it and then roll into like how you got involved and then okay. where we're at today the quick version is yes. uh 14 years ago jim brown out of goshen indiana yep. started uh this program called fight club out of his church for men by men uh to reach men and the concept is uh church is not appealing to men amen to that um, i mean not to knock any churches it just right it's yeah, a you like, know we, we've grown up in a seeker oriented church if, if if any of you listening have gone to any denomination of church um in your adult male life uh it, it they don't target you they just don't right um there are connections with pastors you may have there are programs <laughs> and events you can do that are men Mm -hmm. oriented or bonding and bible studies are great and all that stuff but the bottom line is uh the statistics show women bring their kids and if you have a great kids program then the family comes and yeah. so they just focus on that now is that a blanket statement for all churches no but uh in general fight club was started to appeal to men yeah because it's um it's unfortunate that the masculine image of how God created us in a good, healthy masculine image, not a mm -hmm. machismo, you know, bravado, uh, domineering way, um, is, is lacking. Mm -hmm. And we've been tainted by TV mm -hmm. movies that, uh, really put us guys as the pun of the joke a lot. And, I see. No, uh, it's all the time. Yeah, you know, it starts unrelenting in our culture. Yeah. Very small. Yep. And then it becomes. Um, I mean, let's face it. The the women really know what's going on. We're just kind of the dumb grunt, making money or not making money, just kind of sitting on the couch. True. So exactly. This uh, this fight club program was really to battle that, and it wasn't just to make church attractive. It was really to wake men up to what God's called them to do. Mm. And that's exactly what it did for me. 
Yep. So I went, I mentioned I went to a- And me. A, yeah, kind of and a conservative yeah, college. Absolutely. I grew up in the South in the Bible Belt. Um, family's been devoted to faith uh, forever. And so you, you, you think like, well, this kid's got a great start. And I did, and yeah. I do. Um, but what were you doing with it at 28 with a new family? Um, were you, was there any fruit to show? And, uh, and I thought that I was doing fine. Um, got invited to the program. It's kind of secretive. Like you mentioned yep. that they play off of the movie fight, fight club. club, but yeah. they actually use, you know, if you've seen it, don't, I don't recommend seeing the movie. It's not yeah, that great, no, yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you've seen it, that, that, that they do say, you know, don't talk about fight club. Well, we kind of reverse that and say, don't talk about fight club do something about fill in the blank. Right. So you want to be a better man, do something about it. Right. And be a better dad. You want to quit drinking. Do you want to uh, get in shape? Exactly. Um, and do you, do you I, I think get... everyone needs to get in shape. Yeah. Mental yeah. health. Yes. Uh, Mental health's a big one. So we, it's a holistic program. Yes. I got invited declined twice. Like every good fight clubber should. I'm just kidding. Right. No, it's and, true. And, and then you, you realize like, okay, I've been asked now three times, what am I going to lose uh, other than a little ego? Um, and so I show up at midnight yeah, in the middle of a field at a church parking lot with a giant bonfire <laughs> and dudes telling you to do push-ups. And it yeah. starts from there. And you're like, okay, yeah. uh, what, why? It doesn't matter. Just do them. Okay. Yeah. And then they walk you through the process and tell you what it's about. And it's all about connection. It's all about just like I said, relating to men in a, in a attractive way. But then now that they've got your attention, mm -hmm. now it's let's be who God's called you to be and, and do something with your life. That's off the couch, uh, mm -hmm. that actually breathes life into your family. Yes. And what I was lacking, um, <clears throat> was leadership. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't, it's not a leadership program but it's going to challenge the man to lead his family. Right. And I was not. And exactly. And it changed your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Finished the program and I was really excited about it. Um, and I was like, whew, okay, we're done with that. I can move on. Right. And, <laughs> I can uh, go back to living the way that I was before, well, but, then, you know, but then you're a little bit better. I'll take some of them with sure, me. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a tough program. It's designed, it it's designed to actually have real accountability where you can strike out. Totally. So you you cannot graduate. It's it's a unique thing. How many people graduate, and how long are the rounds? Ten weeks long. Okay. How we many do it rounds twice a year? A year. Twice a year. Um, and and from start to finish, you're going to have a lot of extra uh, assignments and challenges. We mm -hmm. call them. And and yeah, we we only graduate about 50, 60 percent of the guys that, each round that start. And how many guys show up on each round? Typically, we, we have like. Three, four hundred in person show up at midnight. Yeah. Here in Indiana. Yeah. There's plenty of other. Why ones. midnight? Uh yeah, right. Why well, I, 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 I know I know why midnight. I get it's that a lot. Nobody you have no excuse, you have not, no to excuse be there. not to be there. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Sleep? We always on say, a Friday night. If you're an EMT emergency fire <laughs> policeman. Yeah. If you're a frontliner, great. Great. Uh, okay, you get a pass. But if you're every other dude that shows up at corporate America or something or you know, a tradesman somewhere, you can show up there, suck it up for one night. We, we want it to be inconvenient for you and um, and not make the burden on your family. Yes. That's part of our and, philosophy. And that is the whole premise behind it. It's to 
to to make us better better men so it, challenge it, us hold us accountable that was mm -hmm. one of the things you were talking about earlier yeah accountability um man man as in men and women yeah man left alone we will always choose ourselves. yes we're, we're depraved we are uh, unhealthy um selfish you know being uh and and because of others that we get to know and love yeah. i'll choose others right and and without having someone in your life sure you may have your spouse wonderful accountability partner you may have a coworker, yeah. wonderful accountability partner yeah but do those people know everything did not that it's all like a revealed kind of session but do, do you tell your wife everything yeah do you tell your coworker everything uh no so so who's gonna fill that in and, and a lot of times unfortunately dudes tend to uh lone ranger it internalize it lone I, ranger. I got yeah. this right um i i don't need help we don't even ask for freaking directions of course we're not going to ask for help when yeah why yeah exactly and so you you build that up and then all of a sudden um <laughs> a crisis happens and you don't know what to do and now you don't have anyone to turn to in the crisis which is another big problem yes and so fight club's really a brotherhood of men that say not on my watch i'm not going to stand by and let fill in the blank happen yeah i'm not going to let my family fall apart i'm not going to let someone come into my home and not be able to defend so i'm going to be physically fit i'm going to be mentally prepared for mm -hmm. a family member falling on depression yeah i'm going to be mentally prepared for getting a sickness that i can you know withstand the trials that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're like some superhuman uh but you've you've been trained i think yes. is really what we've you've, yeah exactly and the program equips men to to address things in a different way than yeah. maybe they were taught but were taught by the world or by um a, maybe a dysfunctional family or an environment like that it, it it opens your eyes to a lot of different things well what was your experience <laughs> i knew you were gonna ask your, your first so like time. <clears throat> my first time uh came after we lost my wife and i we lost our our son cade uh after a full-term pregnancy mm. Uh, six days, uh, uh, he lived with us at, and passed away at home with my wife and I. So, hmm. um, he had a trisomy 13 and, uh, he had, uh, elements of, of different things physically that he wasn't able, wasn't going to survive. And we did not know until after he was, uh, born about four hours after he was born that, that, uh, what was even wrong. So they mm. took him from us up to the NICU and, and it, and then it progressed from there. So that was in May of 2016 or 2015, sorry. Um, and after that, it was, it was a tragic event. It was devastating to my wife and I it was very difficult, but yet we knew that Cade was in a, in heaven, in a, in a better place. But you know, when you lose a child, uh, your heart breaks. There's a lot that happens when that happens uh, to both um, myself and then my wife and, and kind of holding our family together. But from, from there, um, what people don't fully realize either is like two days later, my grandpa passed away. Mm. And, and it was when my dad was holding Cade in the NICU and found out that his dad had passed um, because they had flown from Oregon emergency flight to get to us so he could hold his grand, his firstborn grandson. And so all of this was just craziness. So about, I would say 
I don't know. I, I think maybe a year went by and I was internally de like depressed. Mm -hmm. I was going through uh, a very challenging time. And so what ended up happening is we were attending church and I kept hearing about this fight club. And, and I, like you were like, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I don't need that. I can handle this. And then, <clears throat> and then finally, I, you know, I don't know what it was that caused that to happen. I know my wife was egging me on and bugging mm -hmm. me and she wanted me to go. So I said, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And so, um, you know, show up at midnight. Mm -hmm. I actually asked that first time I showed up, I asked a buddy that lived down the street from me who had just lost his dad to suicide. Mm. Um, I asked him to come along with me cause it's like, why should I go by myself? And I know he's, uh, struggling with something and I'm struggling with something. And I know my problem was, I don't know how to talk about stuff sometimes. So, um, believe it or not, I'll just internalize it. Right. I like to talk. I got the gift of gab. So, um, uh, but what happened through fight club and going to kickoff changed my life, uh, in a huge way. What I, brotherhood and accountability, I'd never, um, experience that level of, of accountability and brotherhood and just, of just experiencing life with other men in a real authentic, genuine way since college days mm. when I was part of a team environment. So, um, when you're part of a team or maybe you're in a, a military guy or you're part of a, a, a first line defense crew, like firemen and stuff like that, you have a natural brotherhood that you're like, you're doing life with, you're sharing life with, you're in close quarters with them. And then you, you let's say you're say in a services sector, like I am in an investment world or corporate America, uh, you're not necessarily like talking to other dudes and hang, like doing life together. It's more like everybody's competing and jockeying for position all the time and who's better than who, and nobody's going to be vulnerable and open and talk about life. Um, and that, that was my experience. So when this, when fight club happened, it changed my life in many ways to get me back on track to gosh, you know, there are other, other men dealing with loss, other men dealing with divorce. I had dealt with divorce in my life. I, I dealt with somebody uh, who left the marriage for somebody else. Um, so uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff that I was actually holding on to. I didn't realize that I, that I was, and I needed to deal with those things because it was manifesting itself in ways that were unhealthy and not good for my family mm. and, and growing family, frankly, and not good for my faith and relationship with God. So, um, I was pretty, I was pretty pissed off at God after he took, I felt like he took my firstborn son. Mm. Um, and so a lot of that anger was, position between me being angry at God. So, so the, the spiritual aspect changed my life, uh, for the better. And now I'm on a much different path. Uh, had I continued down that old path of, of, uh, being struggling with the loss of my son. So thanks for asking me about that. Mm. Now I just talked for what, 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and it came in a time when you needed, um, like you said, the, the brotherhood, the camaraderie. Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately, many of your listeners, um, like I experienced talking to guys, they've missed a part of that in their life and they almost feel like it's too late. Yeah. And it's not. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, never too late. I'm 38 
and I started this uh, eight years ago at like 30, 31. And, mm-hmm. and I'm friends with 50, 60 year olds that are going through their stage of life. Right. And I wouldn't have experienced that. Mm-hmm. And now I have the opportunity to, to friend 25 year olds that are just having their first kid. And so we, we are, it's 18 and older mm-hmm. and I've got a dude in the program that's 78. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it the, your physical fitness does not matter. Your, your crap you bring in with your, your baggage, uh, d- does not matter. Um, the fact is we're all broken and we That's all right. have trauma Yeah, and some is, uh, happening now like yours had just happened and some has happened yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and it's not about like some cry fest. Uh, fight club is a dude's <laughs> cool guy event and but, they are cool. Yeah. I'll attest to that, but we're, they are awesome. we're real. Yeah. Real. It, it, that's great. Yeah. So yeah. The, we, yeah, that's, thanks for asking. Uh, that's kind of how I got into fight club. Yeah. And now it's, um, you know, it, now you're leading, yeah. fight, you're le- helping so, lead fight club. Cause you help lead. There's yeah. lots of leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we have a we have a lot what is of your volunteer role right yeah, what is your role leaders. Right we just started a five one c three called Fair Warrior. It's P H A R E. Yeah. Um, and Fair Warrior hosts the program Fight Club here in Central Indiana and beyond. We are actually in multiple countries. Um, what countries? We've got Brazil, South America. I saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. Northern Ireland. Yeah. If you want to go I, to South America, uh-huh. Northern Ireland's still closed for business, but. They might come to see us. We've got guys uh, in Georgia, okay, Wisconsin, Michigan, okay. Um, just associated with our fight club. There's other fight clubs that are also all over the country and world, and we all try to run the same program. Yeah, but uh, it's through their local church or through their local ministry. Yeah, we we didn't tag ourselves to one church. We're one fight club in many churches i love that and so it's it's a 25 30 regions as we call them and we're up to 650 guys twice a year wow so i'm now i'm now the executive director yeah technically (laughs) of the 501c3 but what it really means is uh i'm i'm one of the two leaders bob loy is my co-leader of our group and then we have literally hundreds of other leaders to implement Right. And some top guys, some coaches. We've got cornermen that coach our our teams. We've yep. got trainers. We have squad leaders. It, it's a, a whole hierarchy of guys that just say, I, I want more. Yeah. What else? Yeah. And so we literally create more for them. Right. Because they're asking. Yeah. And it's free to to guys who haven't done it. It's free. Midnight and no money. Midnight, no money. So like, what's the barrier? Right. <laughs> sleep yeah and and (laughs) i don't know we we have that principle because that's what it was done for us but really it's um it's going to cost you a lot more than 50 bucks or 100 bucks it's going to cost you a lot more sweat equity yeah mental capacity yeah blood sweat and tears kind of thing yeah and that's not to like scare guys away i think it's just the reality of um if this program meant something to you and you like what we're doing Mm -hmm. you can give right and you can pay it forward next time and buy somebody else a ticket so where do people give uh, yeah, we're, we're online and and okay. and in person at our events, of course. But yeah, yeah, online, our website is FC for Fight Club, FC414.club. And you can learn all about the the program and, and see if it's in your community. We have a virtual group too, if you're uh, wanting to get get online. Yep. Um, with our, that happened 
during the pandemic, of course. Um, and corporations can give too, like right businesses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we're that, fully open for business. Yeah, we that's actually awesome. have uh, some of our businesses um, sponsorships. Want to do sponsorship marketing sponsorships? Mm -hmm. We've got ways that you can sponsor your your church men to go through. You can sponsor your workers. We mm -hmm. have three businesses right here in Indy mm -hmm. that they don't make it a requirement, but yeah. they basically are <laughs> like, if you're a dude, you're going to go through Fight Club, right? And and that's <laughs> creating their culture, right? You don't have to continue to go through. You don't even have to graduate. They want you to experience what they've experienced, right? And because it's so impactful, yeah, and it changes everybody's. It's everyone that has has attempted to go through it has changed for the better. I don't, I, I haven't heard of anybody that I've come across that had an, a negative experience. Oh, they're right? out there. Don't get I me mean, out. Me personally, <laughs> I just haven't, I'm just saying they're, yeah. they're out there. Some people yeah. might say, well, this isn't for me. Well, yeah. fine. That's cool. There's other places you can go, but, mm -hmm. um, but I guess I'm, I'm a big advocate. Obviously. Well, thank you. Yeah. I love the program. I've been through, um, I don't know, six rounds and um graduated five and failed in the last one mm. and what's interesting about it is uh i say failed it's actually not failure mm. i just get harder on myself mm. which is interesting it's a whole nother podcast it's a whole nother yeah like we've got to like talk about all this stuff and i want to i want bob to come on and um he's agreed to do that here in the coming year to talk a little bit about uh, fight club and leadership all, development. Yeah. I can Bob's ask him. World. Oh yeah. And he's excellent at it. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it'll be great for listeners to listen to, to what Bob has to say and get some advice and counseling from him. Um, cause we can always grow and get better. So, um, let's see, I've got, I've got, uh, many other questions for you. Um, but one of them is where do you want to go? I don't know. I, I want to go down whatever path this leads. So here's who, who's been your greatest inspiration. Mm, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, inspiration, you know, you, you, you might pie in the sky that and, and find a celebrity or someone that like <laughs> you really look up to, I don't know, Popeye or something, but, um, my so wife, good. Emily yeah. is, and is my inspiration That's, for day. Amen. Jesus yeah, is why I do what I do for, but I, I think, you know, you can point to your, your parents, your grandparents, and just people that have, uh, been role models in your life. But, um, yeah, so many out there, uh, I've, I've got, I've, I've got a great bullpen. How about that? I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, when you mentioned bullpen, of course I have. I'm full of baseball analogies and stuff. So <clears throat> I would highly recommend anybody who's maybe interested in Fight Club and what we've talked about literally today to um, to take a swing, man. Mm. You know, if you go, give it a shot, get up to the plate and take a swing. Mm -hmm. If you never swing the bat, you don't know what's. You'll never get a hit for one, but then you don't know what's um, what's going to happen in and through your life and through the life of others in your life. So it's just, uh, you know, some people get kind of hung up on that, but just take a, just take a swing. And if you strike out, you strike out, there's always another at bat. And, you know, frankly, if you bat, you know, if you get a hit three out of 10 times, you're a hall of famer. So mm. that means you strike out or you fail seven out of 10 times. Mm. And, and I don't know about you, but I want to be a hall of famer. So try um, teaching that to a 10 year old. Yeah. 
that that's tough because yeah, especially if you're the parent, they don't tend to listen. Because <laughs> right. I used to do that. I know everything, Dad. Right. Um, so, you know, you actually have some areas outside of Fight Club because uh, I know you. I can say this. Matt is a serial entrepreneur. I think you are too. Um, I am not. I am. I am a. I, I have the personality type of a librarian. So, uh, <laughs> just kidding. I, uh, I, what am I doing here? I'm just talking and blabbing, and you are listening. So I must be doing something right. Serial entrepreneur <laughs> is, is a fun thing. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's I'm, challenges to that. Yeah, yeah. You got bearded warrior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bearded warrior. What is, is, is uh, what is that? Well, I was. I have a, I have a beard. <laughs> For so do I you can't see. Yeah. Matt's beard is better and more beautiful than my beard. Oh, so, well, yeah. we, we, about seven years I've had this beard and wow. That's I, an old beard. I just started putting on <laughs> beard oil. Apparently uh -huh. got, got a hipster craze like what, four years ago with our culture and haircuts and beards. Is it hipster or is it lumberjack? I don't know. I don't, it's hipster. So I they're like, like hey, you like, put you use beard oil. I'm like, no, should I? I don't know. Everybody's got <laughs> these beard things, right? Yeah. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'll buy some and try it. Yeah. And I, it, it's wasn't good. Like yeah. it smelled funny. Yeah. I didn't like it. Oily. It was greasy. Greasy, greasy. That's and uh, yeah. Greasy. And I was just like, okay, well, also I stopped using it. Well, then my right. buddy um, in Fight Club, Jason Johnson, uh -huh. he, his wife sells, sells oils. Yeah. And was like, oh, we'll, we'll make you some real beard oil. It's like okay, what? yeah. So he brings it over. He yeah. whips some up in his, I don't know, basement or something, and and brings it <laughs> over for a Christmas gift. And I was like, this smells amazing. Yeah. And he's like, and it's healthy for your skin. Wow. And I was like, I'm sold. Done. Sign me up. So am I. So for like two years, I did nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm gonna create my own beard oil. And, and I'm all about the warrior and uh, the ethos of a, a warrior. And yeah. so I was like, the bearded warrior. I love that. And so that's how you came up with the name. I have a brand. And then what did you do? Like as an entrepreneur, you're like, well, I have to have a website. You have to have a website. I have to have a logo. And you have to have a, a structure. It of has the business. to start. Yeah. So I started as, that. Yeah. Secretary of State. No worries. Get, yeah. get rolling and then create a bunch of oil scents. Yeah. And then I did nothing. And then you waited. And uh, I sold. And you did nothing. I sold like $200 worth of oil. Uh-huh. I love it. I use it every day. Uh huh. And I realized like this is a primed and ready to go little business. Yeah. And now some of you business men and women can relate to this. Yeah. Now you actually have to go do it. So, ah, so I was in sales. Really? You actually have to do it. I was in sales for three years <laughs> with no network. <laughs> and I got, uh, I was trying so hard to get this new. Side note, okay, Brent, sorry. No, no, tangents trying, are my favorite thing so hard so entertaining. To get this big sale of a hospital going in. And it was going to be, for me, my biggest sale ever. It was going to be about a half million dollars of product. Uh -huh. And I couldn't get in the door. Couldn't get the meeting that everyone said, oh, you know, Jeff, you know, he'll he'll hook you up. Get, get a hold of Jeff. Yeah. Jeff wouldn't take my calls. Yeah. I started going to Jeff's secretary. I started going to Jeff's coworkers. Could never get in. So I gave up. Yeah. And... I see the grounds being laid, that they're moving dirt. I'm like, well, that sale's gone. I'm gonna, you know, forget that. Then I get a call from Jeff and he's like, Oh yeah, you guys are like my preferred vendor. So, you know, just come in and you got the sale. I'm like, what? 
What? So I get this amazing <laughs> opportunity to sell. Yeah. I'm, I'm one year into sales. Yeah. Um, five, six hundred thousand dollar contract over a year and a half. Yeah. And it's commission based. I'm newly married. This yeah. is wonderful. Beautiful. And then we we close Money. the deal. Yeah. And my boss says something profound and we drive away from signing the deal. And he says, Well, now you actually have to go do it. Now the hard part starts. And I was like, gosh, dang it. That's <laughs> a lot of freaking work it is a lot of work so and and what was the what was the payout like what was the value in all that work what did you we, learn because uh, that small business okay. did not have the ability to uh to just push go it, it was and scale yeah and like, scale yeah. it so yeah. i wound up doing uh the project managing i yes. was the engineer um i was Pat my name was on the line so i'm not gonna let it fail and i realized right. like i'm working for somebody else Yes. Making uh, a, a very low commission on an amazing opportunity project. And and all that's fine. And you build reputation in sales and, and the next one will come. But it, it was just that realization, like, I'm not going to build somebody else's tower. And the the entrepreneur spirit's been with me forever. I yeah. had my own lawn business. I had my own cleaning business. I see. I didn't know those two things. I've <laughs> always done this stuff. Like if you want something, just go do it. Right. And, uh, but I always have to have a logo first. That's number one for me, a logo and a brand. And then that's, you, that's you how it starts. Of, yeah. yeah. So beard warrior exists. You can yeah. go find us on the web and, and I will mail you, uh, some bearded, some beard oils, but, and yeah. I've, I've personally had these beers, beard oils and I, I really do like them. So, um, I'm going to plug for thanks for bearded warrior and, and maybe it'll so. turn back on and I'll pursue it. Um, yeah, I think sometimes for me, I have to see, I know you're a, a, a creative mm -hmm. and, and you actually can, you know, if they don't know you, you actually have real creative skills of like art and drawing and music and things, but mine are, are, if, if you can just think of something and mm -hmm. then get your hands dirty in yes. a way i like we like woodworking yes we do i want to build something i want to see fruit and so some of it is i don't start new businesses like the bearded warrior all the time but some of it is like i bet you can't and, and honestly that kind of plays back to fight club like right i bet you can't go 10 weeks without drinking a drop of alcohol yeah and guys are like uh yeah i can't like yeah well, has just, anybody ever asked you right and it just that little question We'll make a dude stop drinking for 10 weeks. Right. And so like, some, like cold turkey stop. Yeah. Like not, not even, even like yeah. phase into it. It's hard. Well, but what's we'll what's crazy is when that question was asked of me during Fight Club is one of the guidelines, one of the rules that you have to adhere to. Otherwise, you give yourself a strike. It's based on an honor system. But um, I I was like, I talked to Norm, like, I don't know if I've ever gone 10 weeks ever since. I left home hmm. at 18 without taking a drink of alcohol of something of something that had alcohol yeah. in it. And yeah. it just was like 10 weeks. That's crazy. And maybe some people that's mm -hmm. not a problem, right? But like for, I, I would say for the majority of everybody, it's like, have you ever analyzed your own life to think over a 10 week period? Because 10 weeks incorporates holidays, mm -hmm. incorporates like events, mm -hmm. incorporates a lot of football season, incorporates a lot of stuff. It's like, man, I don't know if I ever have. And so doing that for the first time, oh man, it was really challenging, really yep. challenging. So yep. 
yeah, it helped. It helped. So I didn't mean to digress, but yeah, so I, I wanted to comment on that. That's huge. Wonderful. And helped me out a lot. And part of the entrepreneurial, you know, what's next? What, what yeah. are you going to create? I think yep. I, I'm still learning all this stuff, but I, I, I love the concept that there, there are creators <laughs> mm -hmm. and there are certain people that can take it from, from step one to step two. And then and, there are different people that are ready to really operate and implement and just knowing about yourself, what, who you are in that play mm -hmm. will really help you not get frustrated when, mm -hmm. if you're the operator and they're asking you to create, like, it's just a grind. Yeah. It's not fun. It's like forced. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, there's gifts, talents, and abilities for all of us. Mm -hmm. And some people have the gift to organize and be methodical. And this is the process, the workflow, the operations. And others of us have different gifts that are creative yeah. and kind of, we need some help with accountability and staying on task, kind of like we're doing now. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you got a question <laughs> here that just kind of leads into that. Yeah. I mean, teamwork makes the dream work. I, I guess the, the part of being an entrepreneur that's, that's so fun is doing it on your own mm -hmm. because there ain't nobody to tell you what to do. Right. But it, it, it doesn't go far. And we all know the cliche or the African, uh, you know, mantras, you know, if you want to go fast, go by yourself, but if you want to go far, go with others. And that's really what I've learned through this fight club journey, seven years. Yeah. I cannot do what we do by myself, period. So it's not even yeah. hard. Right. But sometimes I want to. Yeah. Sometimes because I am that entrepreneur creative, um, it's like, dude, I got an idea. I got this. Yeah. I trust myself. Right. So I don't need your approval. Yeah. And that is wonderful trait, mm -hmm. but it's also a roadblock to you and others. Right. So letting go, honestly, of mm -hmm. the things that I'm leading mm -hmm. is the hardest thing for me, mm -hmm. but you got to have a team around you. Yeah, that you trust to pick it up. And you so absolutely do. It's like um, talking to myself while we're talking to entrepreneurs, but or people that want to start something. But it's like constant reminders. You have to trust your team, and if you don't, get another team. Period. Exactly. Or if you have somebody on your team that's a cancer that is going the wrong direction, you gotta. They either have to get it going in the right direction, or you have to cut them out. Mm -hmm. And I, I think of like. Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady and all the success that he has by himself. Mm -mm. Yep. So yep. he's got to have a team around him to do it. And, and, and Michael Jordan isn't Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Yeah. They both think they can do it on their own, but they were better together. Weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there, there's just all these examples and I use sports analogies because I'm a sports guy. I know you're a sports guy and most people can relate to sports, but you know, I don't know about you, but in academia, when I was studying for, you know, studying like advanced derivatives and math, uh, the, the, down at Southern Arkansas University, the, those 11 o'clock at night library study sessions with four or five other dudes um, that were way smarter than me, but we were all working on solving for five unknowns in, you know, on the Black-Scholes option pricing model. And we had to do it to pass the class. That was that was like a team environment where, when one of us would fail, we would correct each other on our math. Mm -hmm. And it was like a five-page formula. We had to prove it. And it's just like, no, there's a calculator in two seconds that'll do this. But no, we've got to sit here and go through it. That I, I think back to that. That's a 
a non-sports related analogy and fight club is, is like that too, where there is a fabric and a brotherhood that you're a part of and entrepreneurs. A lot of times um, we do think we can do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And uh, it only, I love that analogy of going, it only, you only, you can go fast, but you can't go very far. Yeah. You need other people to help you along the way. That's very interesting. I love that. So it's almost like taking a weakness and turning it into a strength. Right. And there's strengths out of control or weaknesses, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're a serial entrepreneur. It's 24 7, 365, but you're also a dad, mm. a father, a friend, a brother. And um, you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, to share with the world. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to come in today and talk to us about it. Um, again, um, just to circle back fight club, what's the website? FC 414.club. Okay. There's a giving link on there. You can learn about our program, mm -hmm. our 501c3 that runs that's called fair warrior PHARE, which is for purpose, humility, accountability, respect, and excellence, which we, uh, try to put in everything we do. When's the next kickoff? March. So if you're listening to this here, it's uh, late 2021. Yep. So March 2022 here in central Indiana and online will kick off. But we do every spring and every fall. Okay. And then uh, we also have leadership training, mm -hmm. leadership development for Fight Club, but we're also producing um, leadership development uh, in general. So just as leadership yeah. courses and some lesson learned uh, from our how to lead teams, how to lead small groups, uh, how to engage with different personalities, and what <laughs> stemmed out of a men's program that meets at midnight um, is currently two, three programs with, like I said, uh, six hundred uh, around twelve hundred a year. But we're we have over uh, two thousand graduates of our program in seven years, yeah, and we that's have awesome, um, countless life change that's come out of it. Marriages saved. Uh, from the brink of divorce, families restored, yes. broken relationships with children, uh, adult children, baptisms, uh, baptisms, um, financial um, reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, sto stories of um, guys that were lost in purpose. Right. Depressed. Yeah. Drug uh, addiction. Drug, I mean, yeah. just countless stories of that. Yeah. And so it's, you're, you're like, health. oh, that's not me, man. You know, I'm I, I'm not off the cliff. I, I have a good marriage. You know, I love my wife. I've yeah. got a good job. Things are pretty sure. comfortable. Well, we're all about making you uncomfortable. Right. So if, if those aren't you, those those ones we've spoken of, um, the idea is you can't grow unless you're uncomfortable. Right. You can't, you're going to just mm -hmm. sit and be comfortable in where you're at. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. So part of my ethos kind of goes with um there's a everyone wants to be known every yes. person listening yeah. to this podcast that's wants right. to be known. if you just want to be known by one person and you have that person in your life great <laughs> that person will let you down that's right um so everyone wants to be known and we actually have a, a god a, a, that sent his son to know us yeah and that guy is jesus that's right and he invited us into life and and what really gets me and my ethos is every man wants to be known to be dangerous. Mm. And if you're not dangerous and you're mm. listening to this podcast, yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. It does. And so <laughs> I am not a jujitsu black belt fight club <laughs> midnight dude that can beat you up. But I know 
that God made me dangerous in other ways. Mm -hmm. And if you don't experience the full life mm -hmm. as a man in that, mm -hmm. um, there's, there's some questions that need to be answered mm -hmm. and that you ask yourself. And so some of this is how do I, in this journey of life, mm -hmm. like just my ethos and how I live, how do I become this humble warrior? Mm. And that for, honestly goes beyond men. It does. Yeah, I know. There's a warrior class in women that they don't tap into. That's right. But as men, we are built to be warriors. That's right. And so how do I how do I be a warrior and yet be humble? And that's that's really what it comes down to for me. I love it. It's mm. awesome, man. I'm glad you got to share and um I'm glad you got to share what Fight Club's all about and what you're doing and what you're about. And so um I encourage you uh in the coming years We'll, we'll continue out to have a dialogue around Fight Club, around Fair Warrior, and other, um, other things, entrepreneurial, um, bearded warrior, maybe even something else that comes about that God puts on your heart to do. And um, keep creating. Keep creating. And, uh, and, and Jesus and God creates us to, to do those types of things. It's, it's awesome. So, um, with that, we'll just wrap it up. But uh, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been wonderful here at Foster and Friends. Foster and Friends. I love it. Is it English? Are you <laughs> it, British? I, I haven't done that. The Foster. Foster it's not. It's not French. It's the Fossier oh. and Friends. But no, it's it's actually an English last name. Yeah, see, yeah, I knew it. English last name. So I want a cup of tea next time I come. A on. cup of tea. Uh, I prefer well. <laughs> depends say. on what time we meet yeah. <laughs> if we're in fight club a cup of tea a if cup of tea if we're at a fight club then we can have bourbon give me a brew yeah a brew bourbon brew whatever uh well awesome dude thanks we're done Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Foster and Friends. If you've enjoyed listening to our conversations here today, be sure to subscribe to Foster and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find full video recordings on our Foster and Friends YouTube channel on Instagram at Foster and Friends Podcast. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. This is Brent Foster signing off.